0: Williams it's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side right side radio solid conservative and just plain right news talk 770 a.m 92.5 fm wvnn phil Williams here hosting right side radio like the man said solid conservative and just plain right hey listen if you want to advertise on right side radio too easy You hear me talking about my friends at ZLA Solutions or at Otter Creek Farm or etaxbreaks.com. All said and done, we got any number of folks that are are participants. They're part of the Right Side team here. And if you want to advertise on Right Side Radio, like I said, too easy. Go to rightsideradio.org. Check out our website. But on there, aside from all the things that talks about our show, what we stand for, segments of previous episodes, uh, we've also got a place on there that says, you know, about, you know, or contact. And there's a place on there where you can find my friend Bobby's contact information. Bobby handles our advertising, and he will square you away. Right Side Radio is the biggest show in afternoons in North Alabama, and you would be uh – You'll be well served here, and we're glad to make you part of the right-side team. Hey, listen, I want to bring on a friend of mine uh, from the Alabama Policy Institute. Uh, you may remember API, the Alabama Policy Institute, is where I also do quite a bit of work, and uh, a very conservative 30-year-old organization uh, that does quite a bit of analysis and advocacy and think-take type, type work um, and has been doing a great job for years. Parker Snyder is their director of policy analysis, and I'm glad to have him on the show with us today. Parker, how are you doing, man?
1: Thanks for
0: having me on again. Absolutely. Hey, listen, uh, you wrote a piece last week, um, and it, it was it really struck a chord with me. Uh, good job, um, uh, and, and it was about school choice. And you led off by talking about the fact that, you know, mask mandates are a huge deal right now. Some school systems have them, some don't, some make them voluntary. Um, but, you know, it's just one more episode in the overall saga of, of parents not having a say in where their kids go to school. And if you, if you want a mask mandate, you can't go somewhere else, per se. If you don't want a mask mandate, you can't go somewhere else, per se. But yet Arkansas is looking at doing something different. Tell us about Arkansas real quick.
1: Yeah, Arkansas uh, legislators in that state have filed a bill that would actually allow you to, if you disagree with the mask policy of your public school district, You can say, I I disagree with it, regardless of whether you support the math requirement or wish there uh, wasn't one. Uh, And you can say, you know, this is not good for my student. Um, I want to take them somewhere else. I want to take them out of school. I want to be able to, you know, give them a different education. And what they're going to do in Arkansas is they're going to give them, if this bill passes, it hasn't passed yet, uh, if this bill passes, they're going to give them the state funding, so that they can go to another public school maybe with a different policy on mass, or they can do an online school that, you know, they don't have to have something around their kids' face the whole time distracting them, or a private school that may be, you know, just doing different things in regard to COVID. So it's a really cool idea. Um, education Savings Accounts is what this uh, would actually be called, and basically the way that happens is the state puts in, let's say, $6,000. It already allocates for your student as a parent and it would give it to you and you'd be able to use it in an approved, uh, manner. And it's really exciting. And it's something that, um, you know, I would hope Alabama would pursue. I don't, I don't know how likely that is. Uh, I'm sure you have thoughts on that too, Phil.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I do. And, and I want to unpack a little bit more of what you had in your op ed in that regard, but let's, let's do this first. So the, 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 the phrase school choice is, is thrown around quite a bit. But what we're basically yep. saying there is that school choice means that your zip code is not the sole definition of where your child goes to public school. All of us as taxpayers pay into a system, regardless. even if we don't have children, we pay into a system that provides education in the state of Alabama. But then you have little to no say in where that is based upon where you live. I mean, some people will say, well, you chose to live there. You're stuck with No, what if you don't have the means to move? Or your job yeah. relegates you to that area. And, uh, and so, uh, school choice, President Trump, you know, here we are, a, a largely Trump supporting state, uh, a red state in terms of our politics. And President Trump said that school choice is the civil rights issue of a lot, our generation. And um, in the broader sense, Alabama has done some things on school choice, but here of late, they have just sort of let it fall by the wayside as if they don't care anymore.
1: Yeah, exactly. School school choice. Just uh, you, you said it pretty much exactly right. Um, to, a lot of families have school choice because, well, you said they have the means. So if they are in a school district that they don't like, they can pay to go to a private school, or they can pick themselves up and move to a suburban district that they like. But a lot of people who live in um, urban areas or some rural areas where they can't just pick up and move or send their kid to a private school, they don't have uh, school choice. They don't have the same starting line. You, you talked about equity and equality uh, earlier a second ago in the radio on the show, and this is about equality. We want them to have every student in Alabama to have the same starting line to where their opportunity is uh, that's all determined by you know their God-given skills and abilities, not by the systems that we have that are keeping them in really bad schools. Um, but, yeah, Alabama also had a lot of options. Um, this session to expand school choice, but we didn't. I don't know if you want to talk about that right now, but um, yeah, there's I, a lot I, that we can
0: do. I, I do want to get to that. Before we do though, I want to tell the audience, you know, w- what is possible in other places, you know? So, mm-hmm. so we're. I mean, what we're gonna talk about, you and I are gonna talk about Alabama, should have been low hanging fruit by comparison to what West Virginia did um, in terms of school choice. And I will say this too, Parker, let me just interject this real quick. It's a philosophical argument. If you believe that those tax dollars are there to support the system, okay, then you don't like school choice by and large. If you believe those tax dollars are there to educate the child, then you don't care where they go. You want the best education possibilities for that child. And, um, and so I, you know, we believe at API, and, and what most school choice advocates believe, is that tax dollars into the education process are there to support the child, and therefore a parent or legal guardian should have a say in that. Um so tell us about West Virginia, brother, because uh, they actually stepped out and did something huge that nobody really thought West Virginia could get done because they're not known for being a super conservative state.
1: Yeah, it's really crazy what they uh, did a couple, just this last session. You know, 2018, they were the state that had those really big um, teacher revolts where they were having uh, protests all the time, and they got you know their teacher salaries increased. So the, the teachers' union was really strong just a couple years ago, But in 2021, um, they somehow passed a bill that gave education savings accounts to every single public school student um, who wanted to leave a public school and use it for tutoring, for uh, private education, for online curriculums, any kind of thing that was approved by the, the treasurer in that state. And it's the actual first program of its kind in the entire nation. We have Uh, Florida has a lot of school choice programs, Uh, so does Arizona, and Mississippi and Georgia have some as well, uh, and many other states, and we we do as well, but they're a lot more limited than what West Virginia did, and so in West Virginia, 90% of students are going to be eligible for this, and that's just a huge win, and I think it's something that Arkansas is talking about, as we just mentioned, Tennessee is wanting to do this. I haven't heard our leaders say anything about this yet, um, but it's something that the train is its kind of coming, and we can decide if we want to be, like, 20th or we want to be 50th and dead last again. And I really hope we don't
0: take to be dead last. Well, and, that's, and that, that brings up a great point. I, I think we probably should have let off with that, uh, is, is that Alabama is ranked 50th in the nation right now in the um, uh, NAEP ratings, that, that basically the, the ranking system for state-by-state for state comparison in terms of education quality. Alabama ranks number 50. And it, truthfully, if you break it down by subcategories, in the math component alone, we rank number 52, which you look at and go, how can we be 52? There's 50 states. Well, we rank below Puerto Rico and the Department of Defense schools that teach our kids overseas that don't have a true state system to deal with. So it, it, it's, it's, it's amazing to me that we have not looked for far more creative opportunities to to stretch our limits and, and the very idea that West Virginia, who, who, you know, with a Democratic U.S. Senator uh, Joe Manchin, that that that's a that's a purple state at best. And and they and they passed what would be considered, I guess, like the nuclear option, so to speak, mm-hmm. in school choice, you know, trends. Well, well listen, uh, Parker, we are going to head into a break, a quick break here. Um, what I'd like to do, though, is come back and talk about some things that our legislators in Alabama left on the table uh, this past session. Can you hang on through the break? Definitely. All right, man. That's Parker Snyder, the uh, Director of Policy Analysis for the Alabama Policy Institute. Talk about some school choice options. Folks, don't take this for granted. We're ranked last in the nation. We've got to do better than this. And so we're going to come back here and talk about some things that our legislators just chose to sort of ignore in the past session. That is awful, and we've got to fix it. And if they think that we're going to continue to look aside from it, think again. Right Side Radio is going to stay on top of it. Phil Williams, News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. The News Talk giant of North Alabama. Biggest show on the afternoons in North Alabama is this one, Right Side Radio. I'm your host, Phil Williams. Glad you're with us where we like to say that we are solid, conservative, and just plain right. Got an audience full of people that call themselves right side ruffians. The kind of people who will say, not on my watch. Hey, listen, folks, uh, there, there's a big deal going on with uh, education right now, and I'm going to go back to a conversation with my friend Parker Snyder from the Alabama Policy Institute. Hey, Parker, before the break, we were talking about school choice and about you know things like West Virginia just went like nuclear on it and said, you know what, choose where you want to go. We'll set it up so you have the opportunity to, to do so. But um, Alabama legislators left some stuff on the table this past session. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, if um, West Virginia went nuclear, we went completely honest and didn't even touch a button. Um, it was really kind of disappointing to see in the year of school choice, as it's been called in a lot of the, like the Wall Street Journal and national publications, we just kind of sat on our hands. Um, so, one of the bills, the first bill that was actually the closest to passing, is really a baby step bill, but it was so important. It would have given charter schools, which are a type of public school, that have a little bit more flexibility in their curriculum and their leadership and how they run their school, it would have made those schools funded just as equally as normal public schools. To me, that makes a lot of sense because it's a public school. It should be funded Absolutely. In the same amount. shouldn't it be funded like 60% or any less than the regular public schools. But that's not the case in Alabama uh, because uh, when the bill was originally passed, it was hard to even get charter schools allowed. So they didn't say that they could be funded equally. But this bill passed um it didn't even or sorry this bill failed to pass it didn't even pass a procedural motion uh the budget isolation resolution which maybe we'll talk about some other time um and it was just opposed by the majority of the body and that was just very frustrating because it's a very easy small thing um one other bill that happened was that completely just was not even really tried very hard to get passed was a bill that would have allowed open enrollment across the state to where uh, someone in, let's say, Huntsville School District could transfer to Madison City School District, um, and that could be counted as, you know, just another public school enrollment. Um, But we don't have that in our state. We're actually one of only two states, North Carolina and Maryland, being the other two that don't have an open enrollment policy in our state, and that one didn't really gain much traction. People just didn't seem to pay attention.
0: Gambling was going on before, so they had something else and to, that, yeah, to think was, about. Gambling sucked the air out of the uh, out of the room. I think. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. And there was one um, other the that kind of didn't measure, really get oh, much of a chance. What was that one?
1: Yeah the the one I didn't get much of a chance. It was filed a little bit later in the session. Um, was one by Representative Meadows, who you had on the show uh, before, and is a really great supporter of school choice. And it would have given um, education savings accounts kind of what happened in West Virginia uh, to where they would get around $6,500 The to um, how much the state spends on each person, on each student. Um, it would have given that to military families, um, families with special needs uh, children, and then also families who have recently adopted foster children. So a lot of these populations are either they're moving into our state and only have a couple of years to kind of get uh, adjusted so maybe they could use – uh, the funding to stay on the same online curriculum as they were in another state in the uh, case of military families or those with special needs and uh, other situations where the public school may not be best fit, uh, the best fit for those students. And that well, bill is like, that's the dream because um, it's basically what West Virginia did um, and that one did not pass um, committee. So there's a lot of work to be done um, and I'm hopeful that in the future that, that is something that happens in our state.
0: So, so I know that we have uh, Representative Meadows. Uh, we've talked about, uh, you briefly mentioned that she's been on the show here before. Uh, she's very pro-school choice. Uh, uh, I think Representative Terry Collins is generally a school mm-hmm. choice, and she chairs the House committee. Uh, I know that uh, uh, leadership in the Senate, um, uh, former uh, Senate pro-tem uh, Del Marsh, who has, uh, what, one more year left in his uh, career, actually, because yep. he's not running for reelection, has been a huge school choice advocate. So we have some people in key positions to help advance the cause, but we still got to have leadership overall assist. And then the body has got to call out for it. So I I think you mentioned two of those three are what I would call low hanging fruit. I mean, if we're one of only two states that doesn't allow for an open enrollment, that that to me almost seems like common sense, like, oh, oops, why haven't we done that yet? Let's just do it. But the the other one is, you're right, level funding of charter schools. I mean, we got charter schools in there And now we recognize there's a a validity to them. And all we're talking about is they're a public school. And by the way, they can lose their charter. So if they don't do a good job, they can lose their charter and go away. No harm, no foul, I guess is what I'm saying. So why would we not level fund them? Those two things alone seem like low hanging fruit. And then of course, there's the West Virginia example, which is the nuclear option, which I really like.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that Maybe with a little bit more time, um, the, the charter school bill would have passed. Um, they were, there were some calls from the AEA and some, from some other people that made the uh, people, made the representatives specifically in the House, because it started the House, didn't actually get to the Senate, uh, made them really nervous um, because the AEA was telling them things oh. that were not completely uh, accurate. Wait, um, Parker, so are you telling me that the, the teachers' union does not support
0: school choice?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> no, they don't um, because, and you know, because it's not really in their interest because school choice can result in uh, less. It can well competition, which is
0: you know makes jobs a little bit harder. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's almost like the free market entered into the education arena. Well, listen, hey Parker, we're up against a heartbreak, brother, but uh, thank you for being on today. Uh, you usually do bring some uh, some solid analysis, and we appreciate the work you do at API. And uh, yeah, Parker Snyder, folks from the Alabama Policy Institute. All right, listen, we're up against the break, but it's News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, Right Side Radio. We're going to open the phone lines up on the next segment, 866-494-9866. 866-494-986. Call in if you want to. We'll be right back after this.